Welcome to the Salty Insight Podcast, the podcast that does things a little differently. My name is Alicia and I've worn many hats, both as a graphic designer and branding nerd for over 15 years. But really, I'm just a mom here to connect with other women navigating the challenges of running a business and being a full-time mom. Join in as we dive into raw, honest conversations and stories that will inspire and encourage you. Now let's dive in and have some fun. Okay, I'm going to preface this with saying I am definitely not the most smartest person in the room, okay? And what I mean by that is I don't have an analytical brain. Like, number, I can do math, but I don't enjoy it. I am not somebody that geeks out on statistics and numbers and all of those things. They don't matter to me. What matters to me is emotion, human connection, colors, fonts, the visual aspect of a business and how it connects with their target audience or not connect with them or repel them, attract them, like all of the things from the outside, which... As I'm saying this, it kind of sounds contradictory to what, like in my head, the little voices are going, like the the um, the warning bells are going off in my head. Like, no, you're supposed to pay attention to the inside, not the outside. It doesn't matter what the outside looks like. Like that's vanity and all that stuff. I'm like, okay, but it's still important. It still matters. So shush. That they need they need to just be quiet and go away. <clears throat> okay, so brand all of that to say the visual aspect of your brand matters. I was listening to a podcast episode from Jasmine Starr right before I, I actually paused it to sit down and record this because I didn't want to lose all my thoughts. And I am not somebody who can take notes and then bring myself back together like later jot down bullet point notes or whatever and then come back to it and remember what it was that I was talking about. I can't do that. Especially like if you're a mom and you're listening to this, you understand what I mean by sure, we could take notes, but after the thousands of interruptions, we're not entirely sure what we were talking about. So, I had to pause it and sit down and record this so that I still had all of the thoughts inside my head. And this particular episode, let me look it up. It's called How to Price Your Offers to Increase Sales. Now, I highly, highly, highly recommend this episode because she goes into the psychology behind numbers and all of the things. And she is where I go to when I need the other part of my brain that is like, nope, we don't, we don't, that's not where we enjoy things. We, we don't enjoy numbers, so we, I tend to massively overcomplicate the process of pricing anything for myself. Now, I can go in and audit your brand and tell you how to adjust your own things, but for myself, it just, it's a, it's a work in progress. So when I need more psychological tech 
related information, I source it from Jasmine because I'm just, I'm a, well, I'm kind of obsessed with her and have been for years, but <laughs> she's like another aspect of my brain that hasn't been cultivated, cultivated and nurtured. So it's a struggle for me. And when I need, I know that I need to pay attention to that, the, that aspect of something, I go and research it from the people that I trust. And she is one of those. And so highly recommend that episode. She goes into how price things, breaks it down really, really well and gives examples. And she's just amazing. But in there, she was talking about one of the offers that she was about to launch. And she's like, I am, I want to teach what I'm doing and what I enjoy and what I love. And like, that's the next thing I want to do. That's the next thing for her. That's the next thing she wants to do is teach what she loves and what she knows and what she's currently working on. And that got me thinking about how many times I've been asked to teach branding. And I shied away from it for years, like literally a decade, because I didn't have the confidence in myself to be able to teach anything. Because I'm like, why are you coming to me for this? I'm not smart enough to teach you how to do this. Sure, I could do it for you, but I don't know how to make, have it make sense and teach you how to do what I know is in my head. Like, I can see it, you can't. How do I teach you to see it for yourself? So as Jasmine was talking about how she wanted to teach what she was learning, she broke it down in a way, well, she broke it how, broke down how she was doing it, and that gave me the inspiration to break it down for myself on how to teach branding, the visual aspect of your brand, because I have two different passions. And one of them, like I mentioned in the last episode that I'm working on, and I'm, I'm working on I'm actually working on the copy, the landing page copy for it. Um, and it's, it's a, a different offer than what I am used to. So I'm spending more time making sure that it makes sense in written form. But the other passion that I have is branding. Like, I am obsessed with it. I love colors. I love fonts. I love making people not necessarily look pretty, but look relevant to not only who they are as the business owner. Like, if you're a personal brand, it, your website and your branding and all of the things you use to market yourself need to reflect who you actually are because that's what makes you stand out. That's what people connect with. That's what they that draws them in. That's what attracts them. And I'm good at it. But it took me a really, really long time to trust myself when I, other people were telling me that I was really good at this. Like, all the time. Anytime I worked on somebody's website or branding, they would comment on, you're really good at this. And you see things that I never would have. And you ask questions that I never would have even considered were relevant to the process of building a strong visual brand. And the funny thing is, I was told that by some really big names in the coaching industry. And I didn't believe them. 
Even the experts were telling me this and I didn't believe them because I didn't trust myself. And that is why I never created anything around building, like teaching people how to improve their visual branding. So when Jasmine was breaking down her process on how she was about to launch this new offer, because she wanted to teach people how to do what she just learned, what learned to do, and she was excited about it, and she was um, wanted to share her knowledge. And she broke down her method of what she was doing, and like all of the light bulb, bulb bleh, light bulbs went off in my brain. I was like, okay, I'm overcomplicating this. It doesn't have to be that hard. It can be simple, like that. And I am all about sim- simplifying everything. Like, just make it simple. Get rid of the noise. It's not serving you. So I asked the question of myself. How can I simplify this? How can I create a learning environment that makes sense, but in a simplified way? How how can I more or less get out of my own way and stop complicating all of it? And that's why I had to pause her, pause the episode. And even though there was like only 10 minutes left to it, I was like, I can't, I, I can't finish this. I got to get all the things out of my head first. So that's that's where we're at. That's where we're at. So where am I going with this? Your brand presence is important. How you show up is important. You already know this. But if you are not a graphic designer, if you are not a branding person, because there's a difference between your brand and your branding. The branding is the visual aspect of things. And I've been in the entrepreneur space, the online entrepreneur space for a while. And I have researched all the big names, listened to all the podcasts, and nobody has really covered the visual aspect of your brand. Like they tell you to go have professional photos taken. And unless it's a website building podcast, nobody really goes into the concept of how to actually use your colors as a solo entrepreneur. You don't have a team. They tell you to outsource it. Go hire the designer to build your website. Go hire the designer to give you a brand identity. Go do this. Go do that. But what about the person who, because this is where my brain was at, was like, okay, but what about the person who doesn't have the resources for that, doesn't have the income for that, who actually wants to do all of their branding because it's an outlet for them. They like the creative aspect of it and they find enjoyment uh, in it and they're recharged by it, but they don't know how to make it better. Like they, they understand that what they have isn't necessarily... Like, you don't like it. You look at your website, you look at your branding, and you're like, it's okay, and it functions, but I don't like it. It's not resonating with me. And here's the thing. If it doesn't resonate with you as the business owner, like, if it's your personal brand and you're turned off by by it, then, of course, you're going to have to work harder because your audience is turned off by it as well. 
but how do you fix it? That is where we're going to go in the next handful of episodes. I'm not entirely sure how many we're going to do, but that's the space that we're going to sit in. I'm going to walk you through how to fix it because that is what I geek out on. That's what I love. I am a major branding nerd. Like I don't just collect fonts. I hoard them. (laughs) I don't just collect colors. I hoard them. That is partly why I have messed with my own branding so much is because I don't have a favorite color. I love all of them. They all have a purpose and a meaning and they're just amazing. Like even this morning, my sister messaged me and she's like, I need to fix my blanket because it's forever old and it needs new ribbon, like edging, ribbon on the edge. She's like, but I'm tired of the yellow on yellow. So what do I do? And I was like, well, you should use, she's like, how about red? I was like, "Mm, no. And then my brain went into all the reasons why that particular yellow in her blanket was not going to work with the red that she was thinking. And it's like, well, that's, that's, she's going to get overwhelmed by that answer. So simplifying it, I'm like, just use blue. Go find a blue or a teal because that's a complementary color to yellow. And yellow represents joyfulness and being cheery. So you don't want to dumb that down. Actually, like mute it. You don't, you don't want to tone it down. Not dumb it. Tone it. Tone it down and make it spicy by throwing red on there. Like that's not, no, you want, you're, you're wanting to work with the energy of the particular yellow that it is. So go find blue and blue is the complementary color and it represents peace. So like joy and peace and like all the things. (laughs) And she was like, see, this is why I come to you. And that's like that whole experience right there was why I had to pause the episode that I was listening to because it was like this, this is how I simplify it and I talk about it. I just show up and share my knowledge of how to do your brand, which also reminded me of one of my business besties. I have been telling her for years how to, like, like for reals, probably three, four years on how to improve her brand. And she messaged me a few weeks ago and was like, oh my gosh, I finally did what you've been telling me to do forever. And it was so easy and simple and it finally makes sense. And like, she was excited about it. I was like, yeah, that's why I said to do it all those years ago. And she's like, I, but she had overcomplicated it. She thought it was going to be harder than it actually was. And that's the thing is branding doesn't have, branding your own business, being your own graphic designer doesn't have to be hard. It can be really fun and exciting and enjoyable. Now, it is really easy to overthink it and overcomplicate it if you don't know how to use what you have. So I'm going to cover how to use it, what to do with it. And for example, I'm going to, I'm going to go deeper into this probably in the next episode, but <clears throat> um, colors, what's re- what is relevant, what is not. So technically you can have as many colors as you want in your brand. And it doesn't necessarily matter what colors they are. Like, yeah, there's a certain level of 
um, buyer psychology wrapped around specific colors. But really, the only reason why you would even factor that in to the ones that you choose is based off of your own personality and what colors you are drawn to and which ones resonate with your audience. And then there's the tones and the tints and the saturation and like there's there's a whole other whole other level to that. But I would encourage you to just ignore the whole buyer psychology aspect of it right now because that is like level 10 of your brand development process. It is not where you should start. And I think that is kind of where we get hung up is we're so desperate for more sales and desperate for more connection and relevancy. And we want to attract the right audience and stuff. And so we get stuck in the psychology of it. And that's going to work against you if you don't understand how colors actually work and what to do with them. So just ignore the whole psychology aspect of it. Now, the one thing, so that, that, that was something else that was, I was reminded of in Jasmine's podcast is she actually said, I want you to get one thing out of every single episode. That is actually like in the back of my mind, what I wanted when I started this podcast. Originally, I had a different one. Um, a couple of years ago, I had a different one. It was called Allie Cole. I don't think you can find it anymore. Actually, nope, that was the business. It was called The Next Level You Podcast. And that was, I chose to end that one and pause and regroup and had to shift some things in my life. And, but I still wanted a podcast. So I came back with a totally different name, Salty Insight. And it was just, all the things. But in the back of my mind, that was kind of one of the factors of why I was doing a podcast is I wanted you to walk away with just one, one thing. I would be thrilled if you walked away with multiple things, but I only like the focus was just one. If you just got one thing out of every episode, then I know that it was successful and valuable and needed. So. I was reminded of that. Why? And I had kind of gotten away from it. And this podcast has been more or less a a way to self-therapy my way through certain emotions so that I could free up the space to show up the way I was wanting to and create the podcast episodes that I wanted. And I actually almost didn't record any more episodes. Like I almost stopped and paused so that I could make space for recording the guest episodes and reframe it and regroup it. And then I was listening to my other mentor, Kelly Roach, and her podcast, her her 1000th podcast, which by the way, like how... Can we just celebrate the fact that she had 1,000 episodes? Like the dedication that woman has for creating all of the things that she does is 
massively overwhelming, but also really encouraging and inspiring. And I love her. And she's the other person that I go to when I need advice. But in her 1000th episode, she's like, you can't stop. You have to keep going. You have to make, like, if you want to get wherever you're wanting to get to, you can't stop. You can't pause. You can't, um, it needs to be a non-negotiable for you. Like it, she wanted to create the number one podcast. And so she's like, I needed to create an episode every single day until I hit that goal. And since then she's had other goals. So she keeps going, but she's like, you, you can't, you can't, um, evolve and grow unless you're doing. So that is like that concept applies to your brand as well. You can't, if you just walk away from it and you're not growing and educating and nurturing and all the things that you do with everything else that you have, then it's not going to improve. Now, if you're not a designer, it's not, I don't know that you should necessarily make it your non-negotiable and the area that you show up in, but um, it is important and it shouldn't be forgotten. So all of that to say, all of those tangents to say, your branding is important and it's necessary. And I would, um, I'm going to give you one thing to go audit your brand with at the end of every episode. Um, all of these how to, how all the branding things. I'm going to give you all the information and then I'm going to give you just one thing to go do to audit your brand. And this one thing is going to be the colors. Like that for this particular episode, what I want you to do is go audit your colors. Okay. Now, I just said you could have as many as you want, but they need to be strategically used. There's a difference between your brand identity and the supporting elements of your brand. The brand identity should only be three colors. Only three. Technically, it should be black, white, and one recognizable color. One color that is signature to you and your brand, and it never changes. For example, Jasmine Starr, she has black, white, and like a, a beigey color. It's, it's a neutral. And that's who she is. She is a lot of white and cream and neutrals. And that's what's made her memorable and recognizable. Like if you see, if you're scrolling through Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever platform you're on and you pass a particular image, you instantly know it's going to, it belongs to her, whether she's on like personally on the image or not, because they're the same colors. Those colors now represent her brand. And that's what you want for yourself. You want to have something that represents you. It never changes. Now, you could like adjust the tone or whatever, but 
the core of it needs to not change because that's what eventually people will associate with you. That's the memorable aspect. Um, Kelly Roach is, I well, I always saw her as like a, a fuchsia, magenta, like a, it's not necessarily a hot, hot pink. It's like a combo between pink and purple. It's right in the middle, which is more like a fuchsia. Um, Cause she's full of energy and, but she has black, white. And for a really long time, she had red, like vibrant red. And that was just because red stands out and it's power. It represents power and high energy. Um, but then she shifted and brought back in the playful fun side of things. And that's where the future came in. So she still has black, white, and red, but then she added elements of the fuchsia to bring back the playfulness and bring back the creative energy. So, but at her core, she just has the three. And then you could say the same for Amy Porterfield. Amy Porterfield has black, white, and yellow. And then she adds teal to give an element of playfulness and creativity. And just, that's her supportive element. And then Jenna Kutcher, she has three different colors of orange, like warm colors. She's this rusty, orangey, a yellow, and then more of a neutral kind of. Her palette's more monochromatic in that she had it's mostly yellows and like yellow orange range. Um, but again, the same color she's had the same colors forever, and those represent her brand. You see them, you think of her. That's what I'm getting at. So go audit your colors and ask yourself, what is the best representation of you as the, like your energy, your personal energy, and what you want to project and attract? How do you want that to be? I wanted black and white. Like that's just what I'm personally drawn to. But I didn't want to use, I didn't want to use red. I really like the color yellow, but yellow's tricky, okay? If it's not used correctly, it can work against you and be really frustrating. So I created, because I have all the things color-wise, I created a um, my own version of yellow. It's like, it's not really green. It's not lime. It's not yellow, it's kind of in between, somewhere in the middle, and it works on both white and black backgrounds. We'll go into that on a different episode, but those are my three colors. Those are what, um, so actually the, the yellowy green of the background of my podcast cover, like the episode, the show cover, that's, that's the one that I was like, yes. This needs to be everywhere. This is what I want to associate with because, or be have associated with me because it represents the energy and the joyfulness and the cheeriness and the warmth and the comfort and like all of the emotions that I want to reflect are represented by that color. And then I just use black and white as like the, um, the backgrounds. Uh, and 
I mean, I have a couple of other colors as well, but those are the three primary ones. So the one thing I want you to do, like you, your action step is go audit your brand colors and ask yourself, do you like them? If not, why? And how do they need to change? What should they be instead? If you do like them, do you have too many? And which one specific color do you want to be your signature one that you're going to stick with for the next forever, basically? Until, like, it, which one do you want to be the recognizable signature color of your brand? Thank you for listening. I'm so glad we got to hang out for today's episode. I hope it brought you some inspiration and valuable insights. If you enjoyed what you heard, I truly appreciate it. If you could take a moment to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, your feedback helps grow and reach more awesome listeners like yourself. I would also encourage you to share this episode with friends, family, or anyone who needs some motivation in their day. Together, we can make a positive impact on more lives. If you want more exclusive content or behind-the-scenes updates, be sure to join the exclusive podcast email club. You can find that info in the show notes. And thanks again for being a part of this journey. Don't forget to hit that follow button for more episodes filled with all the salty insights. And remember, you've got what it takes to chase your dreams and make them a reality. So just keep shining.